Hi, this is Ezra Engel, and you're listening to The Voice, reading Matthew chapter 16 for Thursday, March 30th. The Pharisees and Sadducees came to Jesus and tested him by asking him to show them a sign from heaven. He replied, When evening comes, you say, It will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, today it will be stormy, for the sky is red and overcast. You know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you cannot interpret the signs of the times. A wicked and adulterous generation looks for a miraculous sign, but none will be given it, except the sign of Jonah. Jesus then left them and went away. When they went across the lake, the disciples forgot to take bread. Be careful, Jesus said to them. Be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees. They discussed this among themselves and said, It is because we didn't bring any bread. Aware of their discussion, Jesus asked, You have little faith. Why are you talking among yourselves about having no bread? Do you still not understand? Don't you remember the five loaves for the five thousand, and how many basketfuls you gathered? Or the seven loaves for the four thousand, and how many basketfuls you gathered? How is it you don't understand that I was not talking to you about bread? But be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Then they understood that he was not telling them to guard against the yeast used in bread, but against the teaching of the Pharisees and Sadducees. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. But what about you? he asked. Who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by man but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he warned his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Christ. From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, chief priests, and teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord, he said. This shall never happen to you. Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me will find it. What good will it be for a man if he gains the whole world, yet forfeits his soul? Or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels, and then he will reward each person according to what he has done. I tell you the truth. Some who are standing here will not taste death before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Matthew chapter 16. So the Pharisees and the Sadducees demand a sign, and Jesus points to what he's already done. He's not interested in trying to impress them or entertain them, because miracles have already been done. And he points to them, in particular the prophet Jonah, and what was done in Nineveh. Well, actually, what was done when he was swallowed by the great fish and vomited back up, still alive. And Peter has a lot of ups and downs in this chapter, where Peter is given the revelation that 
Jesus is Christ, the Son of the living God. He was given this by God the Father in heaven. And in verse 18 and 19, Jesus says to Peter that he will build his church on this rock, uh, which is uh, what Peter's name means, and is giving him authority. But then later on, um, when he talks about the prophecy, or what's going to happen to him, that he's going to die and be raised to life in three days, I mean, Peter rebukes Jesus, and Jesus calls Peter Satan, and says that he's a stumbling block to him. He says, you do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. So when I look at verse 23, with Jesus' rebuke of Peter's rebuke, or correction, um, right after verse 19, where Jesus is giving the keys of the kingdom of heaven, this is a very uncomfortable two verses to be coexisting. Jesus is giving Peter responsibility for his church and authority to um, do things. And he's a stumbling block to him, and he doesn't have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. So um, I don't know if this is a warning for what the church that's on this on this earth right now is going to be suffering from this back and forth of um, having authority given by God, as well as being a stumbling block uh, to pointing people to God. If the church is, it follows Peter's footsteps, um, it will often lose sight of the things of God and focus on the things of men. And I do see that happen from time to time. In verse 28, the last verse of this chapter, Jesus says, I tell you the truth, some who are standing here will not taste death before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. And uh, it makes me wonder what, what that means. It means that he'll be coming in his kingdom within their lifetimes, or that they will live for thousands of years. I can only uh, imagine that Jesus' ascension is what he's referring to as he goes up uh, to heaven after he reveals himself resurrected to his disciples and many others. Thank you for listening to The Voice.